Oh, y'all know what time it is. It is time for the make another episode. And you know what? I feel like the band is back together. Um, cause we, we broke the band up last week. We, um, we lost a member of the band. Um, we, we got Yoko ono man, like the Beatles and, uh, <laughs> and uh, Dylan was not on with us. Cause uh, you were kind of on with us. You, you sent us a little, I left you, I left you a lovely voicemail. Yeah. It, it was weird. Um, but you left us a, a lovely voicemail. Um, it was good to have you on for 30 seconds. Um, and it, here's what I tell you, Dylan, it was good to have Robert and Amanda on and, uh, Robert was so nervous beforehand, but his feedback has been so good that um, like people are like, man, we loved Robert. And I'm like, well, that's because he brought stability to Amanda and I. That's first and foremost why. Um, but it was so good to have them on last week. And uh, we'll have to have them back on for sure. But Dylan, it's good to have you back, man. You're back on the podcast. And you're not, you're not in San Diego right now. I'm not in San Diego. I'm not in Tucson. Um, no, you're, you're nowhere near our- me now. For our longtime listeners, all two of them. Um, Your wife you may, and my mom. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> you may know where I'm at. Um, I'm actually in Newport, Rhode Island right now um, on actually Naval Station, Newport, Rhode Island. Um, so I'm visiting Melissa for about 10 days out here while she's in Naval Justice School. And then I'll go back to San Diego for a week and I'll come see you again in like um two weeks three weeks uh probably three um because you're coming june the 10th right yep yeah so about three weeks um dates are all just made up to me at this point man honestly i kind of feel that right now too like because i was in the dominican i i've been in toledo i've been with my guys up in north side of uh arizona and and so i i'm kind of feeling you on that and our family we're getting to take our family vacation actually a week from tomorrow um we get to get away as a family, and I'm looking forward to just spending some uninterrupted time with my wife and girls. Um, we're going out to California. Actually, it's really funny. You, you're you going to be on the East Coast, and I'm going to be on your coast. Uh, it's really hilarious that we can just never seem to be in the same place at the same time. Uh, uh, I'll leave a key under the mat for you. Yeah, or leave a mat under the key. Either one. I, it doesn't matter to me. Um, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Uh so Dylan, you're out in Rhode Island right now. You're doing you're doing the the Navy husband thing, and uh, we did talk about your new tattoo. Yeah, we we did. Yep. We made fun I'm, of you. I'm very I'm very fond of my my new mouse tattoo. Yeah, actually, uh, it looks. I I was thinking Mickey Mouse because you're such a a mouseketeer. Um, but uh, actually, truth be told, we probably had to take a picture of yours and put it on our make Instagram because it's actually kind of cool. Give me the meaning behind it. So if um. If you're in the military, um, uh, this is just something that I've I've noticed, um, and Melissa hasn't been in that long, so I'm sure um, others will have noticed it too who have been in longer than us. But uh, there is a lot, and I mean a lot, of merch um, for wives that are in the Navy. Like the husband is in right. the Navy, and the wives are the support system. Correct. Um, there's a lot of stuff for you know you you go to the the necks on base and you want to buy a sweatshirt that says Navy mom, you can find a Navy mom sweatshirt, a Navy dad sweatshirt, Navy grandpa, grandma, sister, brother. I kid you not. There was a Navy dog sweatshirt that a dog can wear, but there was no Navy husband stuff. Did you buy the dog? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, I I, I got to the point where I was just going to buy the Navy wife one and start wearing it around. Um, But then I, then I was talking to my sister-in-law, um, and her husband is in the Navy as well. And someone in his squadron is actually a female. And uh, she said, oh, my gosh, you're a mouse. And I was like, what? And she said, you're a male spouse. You're a mouse. And so, like, it's a rare breed. Um, there's not that many of us. But I wanted to create something, um, some kind of cool squadron emblem for us, um, some kind of community for us. So I'm. Hey, did you create an Instagram it. page for that? Yeah. Okay, here's... <laughs> Here's why I asked. So the other night, you know how Instagram will give you suggested friends, right? And I'm like, I see your tattoo. I know the meaning behind it. And then I get this, uh, I get this suggested friends on Instagram and it was your mouse logo. And I was (laughs) like, did he totally gank this from like another place? And, uh, and I start looking and I'm like, wait a minute. I know you well enough. 
Did Dylan just start his own merch line for uh for male navy spouses? For male navy spouse. You gotta be careful how you say that. I can't say that fast. Male navy spouses. Mouses. 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 The mices. The the mices. The moosin. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I know we're friends right there. The foxin. The moosin. The meesin. Uh, but yeah, I just I wanted to create something. Um, so on my own time, just decided to kind of come up with something uh, cool for the the male spouses. I like that. You know, it'd be really cool is if somehow all the male military spouses were to um, to get that tattoo. You know what I'm saying? Because well, yeah. you'd be the first. I have stickers already. The stickers are pretty sick. Did you did you uh, copyright this? No, I probably should. Yeah, you you need to copyright it. Um, this is a verbal copyright that we're discussing on the podcast right now. Because here's the deal. If you don't copyright it, I will. <laughs> and then I get 50%. I'll make you that deal. <laughs> and if you're, hey, and if you're a military male spouse, do me a favor. Let us know. Send us a message and, uh, yeah. and, and, and you could get the tattoo. If nothing else, get the sticker. Put it on your car. Uh-huh. Put it on your laptop. Put it on your hydro flask, put it on your laptop. I like I like what you're doing right now. That's good. Uh, that's fun. So Dylan, we're uh, we're getting ready to close out this season pretty soon, right? Is yeah, today the last episode of the season? Next yes, week. Yes, next next week is the last, I think. Uh you know, well, it won't be with me because I will not be here next Tuesday. Oh, you're right. I just I told you. Time uh, date, zone dates time and dates and times make no sense. So th- this is the last episode of this season, isn't it? Last episode of season, man, that's sad. We now it's sad and celebratory at the same time. The like, terrible twos are over. Yeah, well, you, I'm a parent, okay, and here's what I know: people are like, "You think the twos were bad? Wait till the threes. Um, <laughs> you know, until we're a solid like seven or eight year old, I think our listeners are kind of screwed. <laughs> like, it may get more chaotic next season on the podcast. Um, actually, before we dive into what we talked about this last weekend, what uh, let me ask you this: what What has been your favorite moment of this season? Oh, that's tough. I one of my favorite moments honestly could be last week when I wasn't on the episode. Like I and and I'll tell you why. I I feel like it's a hallmark of something being successful whenever one of the two or even two of the two people who kind of started it don't have to be there for it. Yeah. Uh, like it it's you know, outside of this, you would call that a legacy. Like your legacy carries on. And so it was cool to to hear and see Robert and Amanda on last week and know that this works and it doesn't just work because me and you, it works because people actually care about it and care about, care about what we're trying to do. So, yeah. well, it works, it, it works way less when I'm here, um, works way more when you're here, just, just for the record. Um, I can derail, I've learned I can derail anybody, um, including Robert, including Amanda. Uh, Robert was like the stability on the podcast last week. He was literally. He has to be. He has to be. Yeah. Well, and I just, but I loved, but I love the dynamic of the guest. It's fun. I I would say last week was probably one of my tops. Um, There's been so many good moments on the podcast this season though. I mean, I, I was trying to think, when did we start season two? Did that start fall of last year? That I can actually go back in my notes and tell you when that was. That was January tenth. We recorded January tenth, episode one of season two. Wow, that January doesn't feel like it was that long ago, does it? No, that's whenever Melissa was still in officer development school, and I was in a hotel. I was in a hotel in San Diego, and now I'm in a hotel in Rhode Island. So wow. I, I'm sensing a theme. Uh, I'm sensing a theme. We're just gonna we're gonna start doing uh, hotels with Dylan, and um, we'll call it. We'll leave the light on for you. I'm Tom Bodette, and this is Motel 6. Um, we'll, we'll, we're just, for season three, we're going to get rid of coffee time, and it'll be hotel time. Hotel. I don't know. That sounds weird. I don't like that. Uh, that, <laughs> that gets us canceled. Uh, I don't like that. Um, we're going to stick with coffee time around here. Uh, I, I would say, I mean, I was just trying to think, because I was, for, in my head, for some reason, season two started in September, not in, not in January. Um, so I was actually going to go back to even when we had Darian and Isaiah on from Lion King. Uh, yeah. I love that episode. Uh, but there's been so many just good moments. Like that's what I love for me. It's hard for me to pinpoint like one episode or one moment. Uh, I I look forward to pressing record on this board every week. Um, I come in here and it's just fun for me to to sit down and have these conversations with you. What's become more fun for me, Dylan, and and because you're not in town, you probably don't experience this quite as much. But 
people will walk by and say random things to me on Sunday morning, and I'm like, wait a minute, what? What? And they're like, it was on the podcast. And I was like, oh, sorry, my bad. Um, I didn't mean to say that. People actually listen to this. <laughs> well, so Sunday, let me give you here's here's the precipice moment for me. I'm in the I'm in the courtyard on Sunday, and I I wish I could remember who did this because I, I had like four different people show me stuff on Sunday. But this guy walks by and he shows me a picture on his phone and he, and he points to the background and goes, see that in the background? And I thought it was like a coyote. He goes, Chupacabra. And I was like, oh, Team Chupa is here. And I'm like, okay, so here's the deal, Dylan. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to out us a little bit to our listeners, okay? <laughs> so we set a poll up, Chupacabra, real or not real, mythical or non-mythical. And um, Dylan, you made a statement the week after that that there had been no votes. Um, there had been a vote. Yeah, it was me. Um, so full full disclosure, we actually had to pre-record that episode. So when Dylan said there'd been no votes, that wasn't true. Because actually a lot of people voted on that poll. And you know why I know that? Because people were like, wait, I voted. You you tell Dylan there's votes because I voted. And people are sending me text messages mad that you said. So I'm listen, I'm letting Dylan off the hook a little bit. Because... When I said it, it was true. Well, it is true. When you said it, that was true. Um, and there was one vote, and it was me. Um, <laughs> but I need to know now, Dylan, where did this vote fall? And don't tell lies, because Jesus knows. Let me, hold on. We'll, we'll pull up the website. And I want to see. I'll, I want, because Team Chupacabra came out strong in my world. Like, they were like, we got your back, bro. And then I was in the Dominican talking about it, and Saul and Norma were like, oh, Chupacabras are real. <laughs> I, I need to know. I, uh, listeners, if Dylan lies right now, I need you to rat him out later, okay? Or don't worry, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Just... Or or mouse him out. See what I did there? <laughs> we'll squeak him out. Yeah, we'll squeak him out. We'll cheese him out. I like. I, I wish Which you. Episode? Well, it was like three weeks ago. It's when we pre-recorded because you couldn't be there. Remember? Remember that? Okay, I've I've got the I've got the result. Okay, I need to know what's the result. Uh, 71%. Yes. Team Trevor, 29% of team Dylan. Thank you. Thank you very it, much. It is out of seven votes. One of them does not count because it's your vote. So okay. That's votes. even if you kick me out, you still lose <laughs> largely lose by a landslide. Um, so team Chupacabra, uh, Hey, power to my Chupacabra people. Um, but again, that's, a, that's precipice moment for me that Sunday, some guy walks by me in the, in the cafe and goes, look, I got a picture from my walk, Team Chupacabra, and I was like, yeah, you do. That's how we roll around here. Um, so you can bring any bet you want. I mean, we can we can start doing verses on on our podcast, make it a segment next season. We'll do all these things verses. Like, um, uh, just so we're clear, not Bible verses. No, no, no. Not that. No, like verses. VS period. Like, like yeah. we would do Dylan versus Trevor. Um, we would do Yeti versus um, Shark. Um you know, and just see where people fall. And we could have some heated debate about mythical creatures. Um, so, all right, man, we've had we're enough. Really, we're really just trying to get mythical coffee to sponsor the entire segment. I would be okay with that. I, I actually, I'd be okay with mythical, um, necessity, um, James, um, yellow brick, just someone, someone free coffee. Now here's the deal. We do get a lot of free coffee because pe people bring us free coffee a lot. Um, true. and we'll get to that in coffee time. Um, but let's, let's, let's talk, talk about, about, let's talk about the message. Yeah. Let's talk about this last weekend. Cause, uh, uh, man, we've had just an incredible couple months of, of stuff happening at Pantano. The last couple of series, man, coming out of Easter, uh, really since January, it's been a just haymaker after haymaker after haymaker of series, um, dangerous prayers, difference makers, Easter, um, then winning the war in your mind. And now we're in this series grit. So Dylan, talk to me. What 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 is the takeaway? What did you unpack? What questions do you have from Sunday, or what do you want us to dig deeper into? Well, I, I think we can start just by like I I love how you welcomed in the online audience. Oh, that I was, was going to really ask, what did you think of that? Because you were online. Cool. Yeah, I loved it. Um, I love that you brought the camera down to the front of the stage, and then that whole transition moment where you brought Stephen up on stage and unpacked with everyone. Um, how Stephen kind of exemplifies that grittiness. Mm -hmm. um, and and I think that there are, like, I, I don't even think, I know that there are countless stories of that same kind of grit in Pantano, um, but just to have one of those real life applicable stories brought up and kind of expounded on. 
I think it'd be great to have Steven on the podcast with us one day to unpack that a little bit more. Oh, absolutely. Because I mean, he, he, he's, here's what's funny. He's a full-time student. He said he's been a difference maker for five years here. Yeah. And I started like, wait, how old is he in my head? And I'm like, when did you start when you were like four? Like, were you, were you and Grady on the tech team when you guys were toddlers? Like, what well, what is going on here? Um, but he is so, he's just, he's one of those guys that's got the greatest attitude. And he, he really does. He, like, I've never seen him upset. I've never seen him lose his cool. I've never seen him stressed. Like, he just walks in and he exudes, like, this joy. And, and I'm guessing, like, he's probably not that way all the time because none of us are, but... I think that's also a state of grit and a state of mind. Like you wake up and make a decision every day, how you're going to live your life. And I think a guy like Steven wakes up every day and go, he said it yesterday. He he said, you know, it's by the grace of God that I get to do these things. It's by the grace of God. I'm standing here talking with you by the grace of God that I'm in film school by the, by the grace of God, I get to work four jobs or I get to be a difference maker. And, and he sees what he does here at Pantano is global. Cause it is because he's helping an online audience all over the world. See Jesus better. And, yeah. and I, I just, I listened to him talk for the five minutes he was on stage yesterday. And I'm like, this, this is gritty. This is real grit. Like he, he just, he, the guy's working four jobs and going to school full time. And still finding time to make a difference at Pantano. Right. And he, and he does that joyfully. Yeah. And, and I, and that's what I think about, like for some of our listeners, I know maybe you're new to church or maybe you're, you're kind of coming back to faith or, or maybe you've been around for a while and you've just kind of be gotten lazy in your faith. And, and I hope yesterday hearing a guy like Steven, here's a guy, full-time college student. Um, by the way, I think this, I think the church is in very good hands with this, this generation that's coming up. Um, and and I'll, I'll give you two instances. One, Steven. And, and, you know, I, I always keep, I have such a horrible age gauge. I'm like, oh, Steven, I gotta be close in age. No, we're not. I could be his dad. Like, that's so weird for me. Right. Um, I could literally be Steven's dad. I got a kid in college right now, like a full-time college student. Um, but I got I got Stephen, who young guy who is making impact in the kingdom. And then after after services yesterday, um, one of our one of our facilities high school guys, Sam, uh, all of a sudden my phone starts blowing up. They're like, "Get to the auditorium! Get to the auditorium!" His one who is leaving for the Marines Thursday this week um, came to church to see one of their other friends get baptized yesterday, and they end up baptizing him. And Sam baptized his buddy. And so I'm like the grittiness of a high school senior that just graduated the day before, comes to church on Sunday, gives his life to Jesus, gets baptized, going in the Marines, and, and to see the grittiness of a high school guy that goes, my my goal is to get my friend to know Jesus. So I got Stephen, who's helping a global audience see Jesus more authentically. I've got Sam, who is going after his ones with, like, just unapologetically. Like, I love that afterwards he goes, this is my one. I'm like, oh, well, maybe you shouldn't tell him that they're your one, but uh, okay. Uh, uh, and and the kid that he baptized was like, yeah, and I'm so glad I was. And and I just the grittiness of that man, like it, it takes grit to go day after day, whether it's working four jobs, going to college, and showing up to serve the the global church, or being a high school kid that it's probably not the coolest thing ever to love Jesus in this culture, but he loves Jesus unabashedly unashamedly and goes after his friends with reckless abandon for them to know Jesus. Yeah. Uh, that's gritty, bro. That's grit. And so if you've been sitting on the sidelines of church, what, especially if, like I'm 44. So if you're my age, maybe a little older, um, maybe even a little younger, not much, but if you're just sitting kind of on the sidelines, why are you letting 22 year olds, 18 year olds out grit you in the, in the kingdom? Like, that's the question I ask myself. Am I getting out gridded by these young bucks? You know, it, and, and I, think, I think that it's like to that end, I think it's really cool that we chose Steven for that moment because it does show that I, I don't know, like, I'm sure you saw this coming up in church and I know I saw it coming up in church, but like I being younger, being in youth group, you know, whenever I was 14, 15, 16, to the point where I got my first internship at 16, like, um, even not that long ago, you know, I'm only 28 now. So um, there's still some of that, you know, oh, well, you don't really know what you're doing because you're not at this level. You're not at this age range. You're not in this, this demographic, so to speak. Um, and so to have Steven up there who is in that college demographic where a lot of our society looks at college students and says, oh, they have no idea what they're doing. They're a lost generation. No, like they're not like, I, yeah, I, I would agree. I think that's an I think that's an asinine statement. 
It is. I think it's an ignorant statement to say they're a lost generation. Are there lost people in the generation? Absolutely. There's lost there's people lost in every generation. My generation. <laughs> there's lost people in my generation. You know, it's there's not a generation now that's not not dealing with lostness. But um, I think I think the generate like I would actually say my generation is probably more lackadaisical than your generation or Stephen's generation. Uh, I, that, what, generation, what generation do you fall into? Uh, I would be Gen X. Okay. Um, you made the cutoff for a millennial or not? Uh, well, depends. I'm close. Um, I'm like that cusp. Um, like they've called me everything from Gen X to Zennial or whatever. I don't know. Millennial. I, I, all I know is is that I'm, I'm the tail end of Gen X. And, uh, here, you know, in millennials – Millennials fall into three different subsets, right? There's early millennials, there's mid millennials, and then there's late. Um, and then there's my kids that are Gen Z. And millennials, man, they've taken a bad rap because of early millennials. Um, but I actually think late millennials and Gen Z, they really have it. They're gritty, man. They've been through some stuff. Um, you know, they, they've been through, uh, we were just talking about this this morning in my office. Like uh, my, my daughters and, and early college students, Steven's probably one of those. Um, they're pandemic kids. They, they were isolated kids during a pandemic. They were, they weren't having human contact. And so, well, like actually we're seeing a trend now where some of these, these Gen Zers are getting married earlier. They're starting to settle down earlier. Um, and, and Sonia and I were talking about this this morning of, I think they want stability because they're scared it could all be taken away again. Yeah. And they might be all alone. And yeah. so now you're yep. seeing like a, kind of the pendulum shift. People were waiting till like 35 to get married and have kids. Now it's starting to shift back the other way of like, man, I, the world could shut down. The world could end. Like life could be over. Like all of these things, there's been a little bit of fear mongering, but at the same time, the urgency of, Hey, we don't have beyond today. So maybe just maybe we ought to try to figure this out. Um, and I, I think it's caused a little bit of grit. I think it's caused a little bit of trauma but I think it's caused a lot of grit out of that trauma of people going, okay, I'm not content with just living life on the sideline anymore. I'm we like, talk, yeah, go ahead. We've talked a little bit about it on, on past episodes, uh, hustle culture, right? How closely do you think hustle culture and to make up a new term, grit culture align and don't align? Man, that's a great question. Um, I, I think there's a lot of similarities in grit and hustle. Um, you know, like usually the people that hustle aren't necessarily the most talented, the smartest, the the most courageous. They just, they, they take one right step every day. Uh, but the problem was hustle culture turned into like, it became its own subset of culture that you almost couldn't live up to the standard of. And, and yeah. it was like, well, if you sleep more than three hours a night, you're not hustling. And if you, if you don't take time for yourself ever, you're not, if you take time for yourself ever, you're not hustling. And now that pendulum shifted, right? Like, well, now I just need personal weeks. Like I, I need, I need, you know, and if, if you call in as an employee to a, to an employer and like, well, I just, I need a me day. I need a mental space day, which I think people need. Don't hear me say that. But when you need one of those every two days, um, now it is the pendulum swung. Now I think grittiness is different in the sense of, um, grit is not determined on the bottom line. Grit is determined on daily habits. Ooh, and and I, th I think that's the difference. Like hustle is going after a bottom line. Grit is going after daily habit. And, and I think daily habit is reconditioning yourself to have the habits that make you healthy enough that you can hustle when you have to, but you have the wherewithal to go. My daily habits are what keep me grounded and balanced in what I do. So I'll you I'll go back to Stephen. Stephen, I think is probably gritty because he he hustles. He's working four jobs and going to college, and yeah. he, and he's helping film short films right now. He's doing movies. He's he, like he's on film crews, um, and he's serving here. Um, that there's some hustle in that, but the grit is he is grounded in his discipline. And he has habits and he has things in his life that I think keep him from going overboard with hustle and keep him from going underboard with grit. And I think the grit is what keeps you balanced. That That's what the grittiness is. Um, if I were to, and that's me just spitballing you asking that question. Um, how would you answer that? I'd be interested to know how you would answer the difference between hustle and grit. No, I, I kind of, you know, not as a cop out, but I, I was thinking in similar terms to you, like, I think that they're very similar. Um, I, I do think that, you know, 
what you said about like, you know, people who need a mental health day or a mental space day or whatever that is. Like, I think that sometimes there's something to the equation of maybe it takes grit to know when to stop the hustle. Yep. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, you go to the gym more often than I do. I go to the gym more often than some people do, but there are definitely days where I'm like, man, I don't, I can't, I can't do cardio today because I've like fried myself on cardio at the front end of the week. I'm going to work on, on core for the rest of the week. Right. Um, And so like, that's not me saying I'm not going to go to the gym. That's me saying, okay, let me focus on another area that also needs improvement. Um, right. So like, that's not me. That's not me saying I'm not going to, I'm not going to go one more today. I'm going to go one more, but I'm going to go one more, maybe at a different pace. Sure. Um, one of my, one of my favorite things I, you know, talking about the gym, something that's gotten me to go consistently is I use Apple fitness Yep. Um, because I can't like, I'm not one of those guys who can show up at the gym and just know what I'm doing. Um, I need a coach and someone who can walk me through it. And especially when I'm doing cardio, you know, I'm training for a 5k right now. So those coaches are like, okay, now you're going to run. Now you're going to, now you're going to like pull back that way. Whenever it's time to actually sprint towards the end, you've got the reserve energy because you haven't been just like sprinting for the full run. Right. Um, but one of my favorite things that I can't remember which coach, I have a few different coaches that I follow on there. I can't remember which one it is. Um, but one of them says in regards to running, like your legs today are not your legs yesterday. Your time from yesterday does not have to be better or worse than your time today. Like today's a new day. And so if you need to run a little bit slower today, you're still running, just pull it back and do it at the pace that you can do. Right. And that's, that's how you consistently, to me, that's how you consistently go one more. Um, and, and that kind of to tie it all back together is, is the idea of hustle. Like I'll hustle, but I'm going to hustle at my pace. Well, but, but hustle and grit, grit is showing up. Yeah. Uh, you know, my, my daughter, I'll use my daughter's, my oldest daughter, Ella. Um, it, she's a, it's funny because my Apple watch is actually, I compete with my Apple watch. I don't use Apple fitness. I just use the, the Apple rings. Right. And, uh, and I can't, uh, today will be 1276 straight days of working out for me which is stupid. Um, people are like, you should take a day off. I'm like, if I take one day off, I'll take a year off. <laughs> I, I, I just know me. So my daily, right. my daily habit, my grit is I'm just going to show up. Now I may not, I'm not going to lift every day. Uh, I may go run three miles tomorrow, but I'm going to, today's a lift day and it's a heavy lift day. Like I'm going to lift for probably an hour today. Um, but my daughter, she wanted an Apple watch. She's kind of watched me do this. She was like, dad, I'd really like an Apple watch. I want to get serious about my fitness. Um, I can't remember her hashtag this summer. I, I could look it up actually on her Instagram, but she, she came home this summer and she's like, dad, I, I'm going to make healthier choices this summer. I was like, okay. Um, she's home. She's in the desert. She's soaking up that vitamin D like nobody's business right now. Cause she's been in Toledo for the last, you know, the last <laughs> year. Um, but I love that she made a decision this summer She's like, I'm going to make healthier choices. And so yeah. she, every day we, we, we got her an Apple watch for her birthday. And so every day this summer, she has done something. Um, and she, she, it was funny. She came back the other day. She's like, dad, I'm going to go for a mile and a half run. And she's like, dad, but my, I was like, I'll go with you. She goes, well, my pace is horrible. It's like 14 minutes. And I'm like, who cares what the pace is? And, and so Laura, she came back from a run. Of course, I got a teacher. You don't run at two o'clock in the afternoon in Arizona in the summer. That's not when you go run. Um, but she went for a mile and a half run. She came back. She was as red as a beet, you know, sweating like a pregnant nun in church. You know, she just, it's everywhere. Um, and sorry, pregnant nun in church. You'd sweat too if you were pregnant nun in church, you know? So sorry, I paint word pictures for a living. And, uh, and so she, she comes back and my wife looked at her and she goes, you know, you don't have to always run. Like you, you could walk a mile and a half at a brisk, at a brisk pace. And you almost burn as many calories. And, and she was like, yeah, but I can burn them faster if I run it. And Laura's like, you're missing the point. She, but here's the deal. She just shows up every day. So yeah. there's, there's eventually your grittiness turns into a habit. That's no longer grit. It just becomes who you are. So, so for me to not go to the gym is weird for me. Like I plan vacation. Okay. What, what, did, where am I going to work out? What days I look at the hotels we're going to, I look at the resorts we're going to be at. Um, when I was in the Dominican, I'm like, I, I know one of these days, two of these days, I'm going to be shoveling concrete for three hours into a mixer and carrying buckets. You know how many calories I burned? Pretty good workout. I, I burned like 1400 calories in one morning while we were doing concrete. And I'm like, 
uh, somebody was like, well, does that really count as a workout? I'm like, well, you go do it. I promise mm. you, I hurt in places the next day. I didn't hurt. And I lift four days a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but just the cognizance to go, I, I plan around what that is. Now it's not grit. It's just who I am. It's the same yeah. thing with my spiritual discipline. Every morning I wake up, I use the Bible app. I use my Bible. I use books that I'm, I'm reading to develop myself. So every morning starts in the quiet of my living room or my back porch at about five in the morning, 5.30, and it starts with God's word. It starts with prayer, and it starts with me just sitting and listening to what God might speak. When you first start doing that, it's gritty because it's, sometimes it's hard to get up and do that. You don't want to do that. You forget about doing it. Life happens. If you make it a part of the gritty routine of your life, all of a sudden the routine's no longer grit. It's just what you do. Um, yeah. you know, and, and I think that's the difference in grittiness and hustle. People are like, oh, you're hustling for, for the gym. You're hustling for your spiritual. I, I'm really not. Um, I'm just being gritty enough to show up every day and see what happens. I think that's where it falls for me. You know what I don't like grit in? Uh, your coffee? I don't like gritty coffee. That was such a good transition, bro. And I was I was right there with you. That's what's funny. <laughs> like the minute, because uh, I was getting ready to launch in, and in my head in that quiet, I was like, how do we, how are we going to get into coffee time? And when you said it, I'm like, my man, that wavelength. <laughs> See, that's what two seasons will do to you right there. You start to think alike. You start to be on the wavelength. Yeah, Even, you know what? I'll give this to you. It took you maybe a fraction of a second longer to get there than me because it's 1.30 over here. Mm. So I've had a little bit more. Like I, I thought about this this morning when I made my first cup of coffee. I'm like, I know the perfect. Uh, I know so I'm going to segue that moment. I see what you did there. See, I'm still at 10.30 and I'm still a little bit in my preaching hangover from yesterday. Um, <laughs> but I've had, a, I've had a substantial amount of coffee this morning. Um, and, and yesterday... Now, listen, our listeners, they're, they're a little concerned about me. And uh, I, Dylan, I need you, this is where I actually need you to help me a little bit. Because, um, you know, on a normal Sunday, I have somewhere around 12 shots of espresso over the course of the morning. Um, it starts at about 6 a.m. and finishes at about 11 a.m. And um, I got people really, yesterday, they're like, that, bro, you're, you're, that's trouble. I'm like, it's only trouble for y'all if I don't have it. That's the only time it's trouble. Um <laughs> But uh, I don't. I don't think it's too much. It doesn't doesn't bother me. Doesn't. I've yet to rip my shirt off and run around the parking lot. Um, you know, when that day happens, maybe I've had too much. Uh, well, we'll put that. We'll put that as a poll this week. Would you like to see Trevor run around the parking lot with his shirt off? No, nobody wants to see that. I can. I'm going to vote a hundred times because no, nobody wants to see that. Uh, and if you do want to see that, that's weird. And I don't want to know that you want to see that. So that, that's really strange. Um, but Dylan, what are you drinking this morning, bro? What do you, What do you What did you make? Um, so we talked about it again a couple of weeks ago. I'm still working my way through that Griffin. Um, it's the Peruvian coffee from Mythical. Team Chupacabra. Uh, <laughs> no, we're not going there again. <laughs> um, but um, I actually, uh, to come out to Rhode Island, uh, and I have a whole, we uh, we might have posted a picture on it, of, of it on our stories before. It's not on our grid, I don't think. Um, but I have like a whole travel coffee kit. Ooh. It's a it's a pelican yep. case made for for TSA. Like they'll they'll let it on a plane. It's got a grinder, a kettle, pour over. Um, and for this trip out here, I'm here for ten days. Um, I wanted to kind of see just kind of a a test, see how condensed I could get my coffee making kit. Um, because I'm always like that. That's something. It's like this is a hobby for me. Um, it's a hobby I'm pretty passionate about, and so I I constantly try to refine the process a little bit um so for this trip i bought an aeropress go um i love mine by the way and we will i'll drop a link uh to it in the show notes if you don't know what it is but it's awesome um you know i've, I've got a regular aeropress and I've, I've loved it for years but this one the way it condenses down i'm gonna try to paint a word picture it it's the press and then in the handle of the press it's hollow so you've got a scoop for the coffee you've got a stirrer for the coffee those all collapse into it. And then the stirrer flip, actually collapses in half too. Yeah. And then you flip the press upside down and it goes down into a cup that is what you'll drink your coffee out of. And then there's a little rubber cap you put over the top of all of it. And the whole thing, like I'm, I'm looking at it right now, it's, it's like five inches tall. It's the size of your iPhone. It's ridiculous. Um, so apart from that, all I had to bring with me was my scale um grinder and then i actually didn't even bring a kettle because you don't really need a kettle for an aeropress no um, 
You just need hot water, which you can do in a hotel room. And I found an even better way to do it in a hotel room. Um, they make it's like 10 bucks on Amazon. You plug it into the wall. There's no on or off switch. So be careful. Um, but it's a heating element that you just sit in a, oh, yeah. a cup. So like we have a glass Pyrex in the hotel room and I, it's got a little clip on it. So you clip it to the side of the cup, sit it in there, fill it up with eight ounces of water, plug it in. It boils. That's awesome. It's, basically, it's like the same thing you put it's in hot, the bathroom. It's a hot plate. Yeah. It's like what you put in the baptismals. Yeah. Except not it's a lot smaller. It's, yeah. it's a lot. Smaller. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. We, I would not put that in the back. I would take a thousand of those to heat up that water. But, um, by the way, I, I, we didn't let this out on the podcast, but Grady figured out the coffee to water ratio for the baptism tubs. He did. Yeah. Do you remember what he said? No, I have no clue. Uh, I, I probably should, but I have no clue. I, I, I'd love to tell you. I, yes, I got it right here. I wrote it down. No, I didn't do that. Um, Grady, Grady drops this kind of information on us just passively before a meeting. And my, yeah. like when we get it into a meeting, my mind is in a hundred other places. And he drops that on me. Like, I'm not going to remember that. Could you please... Text me. By the way, I want to point something out because Robert has stretched himself to be on video, be on the podcast. Grady yesterday, who's told me he would never do any of the above, said, well, hey, you know, if Robert could do podcasts, I won't do video, but I, I'd be interested maybe being on the podcast sometime. And I'm like, season three with Grady. <laughs> season three, episode one. That's how we kick it off. Grady gate on season three. It's coming. It's going to happen. I'm I'm confident that we're gonna have Grady you know, on the podcast. I, I was gonna send Grady a Slack message and ask him what the ratio was, but I think we have to hold off until. I think we step. wait till he comes on next season with us. Yeah, I, he's I, got I think we let that sit. And if nothing else, maybe maybe we have to have him fill that tub and see if he can actually make coffee, good coffee. <laughs> it'll be a it'll be a twelve hour live stream of Grady trying to make coffee. We come in and he's just sitting in a tub of coffee, <laughs> like with a straw. He's like, I'm trying to drink it all, guys. You want to talk about ripping your shirt off and running around the parking lot. You drink that tub of coffee, you would have to. Um, it'd be crazy. Uh, so you're drinking Mythical today. Yeah. So with the AeroPress, since it is a different, like we normally do pour-overs, at least I do. I'm, you do pour-overs in your French press pretty often. Yeah. Actually, I've been on a Chemex kick the last couple of weeks. So so with this coffee, um, it had the orange creamsicle tasting note that I told you yep. was good. Nice to pour-over. And it's got the caramel apple and rose notes too. Um, the caramel apple note is very pronounced uh, with the AeroPress. So, like, if really? you want caramel apple taste, uh, it's it's pretty good. Well, that that's fun to hear. Caramel apple, I like what you're doing there. You say caramel or caramel? Uh, it just depends on the day. Caribbean or Caribbean? The Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. What's uh, yeah? That's fine. I'm not in Disney. Um, mm. When I go to the island, here's what I know. When I go to the island, they say Caribbean. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Whenever I go to the island, it's the Caribbean. Like I'm going on a Caribbean cruise. But yeah. if I'm talking about the movie or the ride, it has to be the Caribbean. Mm. It's weird. That's that's another thing for our versus segment. Yeah, but I'm not sure where I fall on that one. <laughs> I I don't know if Both. we can, I don't know if we can make that a versus. Uh, that's a yes. <laughs> that's the answer. There's what, only. What are you drinking? Uh, well, apparently I should be drinking a lot more based off these conversations. Um, well, actually my brother-in-law for my birthday, uh, sent me a gift card for necessity. And so nice. I went ahead and ordered, uh, another, <laughs> another box of the necessity. And I'm telling you, man, it's the best coffee I've had all year. It's, it's my favorite of the year. Hands down. Like I, I hold on, let me, I'm, hold on. I'm going to step away from the mic. I'm going to grab the box because it's right behind me. Okay, um, that little commercial break was brought to you by nothing. Um, it's that that Costa Rica, the uh, Cordillero de Fuego. Um, man, this is so good. The cranberry red wine and nougat. The nougat man, like you can. <laughs> you said you said the nougat man. Is that like a superhero? <laughs> the nougat man. The nougat man. He lives the, on the Drury nougat, Lane. The nougat, he's part of the Three Musketeers. Yeah, he lives on Drury Lane, right down the road from the Muffin Man. They live in the same neighborhood, actually. <laughs> the Muffin Man. The Muffin Man. <laughs> oh man! And uh, thirty-nine minutes. Um, I will tell you though, through the Chemex, I haven't had this through the Chemex until today. Um, and this, this through the Chemex had a completely different profile. 
Tastes, really? Yeah, it was uh, it was actually cleaner than the V60, and the red wine came out really heavy in it. Okay. Which I thought, and I did the water at 203 was my temp on my water today. I've been playing with water temperatures a little bit too. Um, you, you know, I dropped the temperature last week to like 198 to see the difference between 198 and 202. And yeah. it's really interesting how just that five degrees of temperature changes the whole profile. Well, it absolutely can. Um, so yeah, that that's what I'm drinking today. It's really good. Also, I did not bring this out yet. Um, but a guy named Scott Burless who listens to the podcast, they live in Illinois and, uh, they were on campus. Was it last weekend they were here? Scott, I'm sorry. My uh, dates and times. There we go again. Uh, it was either last week or the week before. And, um, they came and they brought me coffee from their favorite coffee spot in Wisconsin. And, um, and their caveat was, uh, you have to drink this with Dylan. And I'm like, well, that's problematic because (laughs) I'm, I don't know if I can wait that long first of all. And secondly, Dylan's not here. Um, but knowing that you're going to be here in like three weeks, I'm going to hold yeah. on to this pound of coffee. It's in my office. I didn't even bring it I'll, to the studio because I knew I would drink it. I'll sit in the freezer. I, I will. I'll make sure it's fresh. I've got it in my lock seal right now. So, yeah. um, but I, they brought me a pound of coffee and uh, we're going to drink it. It's from their favorite coffee shop in Wisconsin. We're going to drink the whole pound of it? I mean, we could. Yeah. That'd be a fun experiment on the podcast. Today on the podcast, Dylan and I are going to drink a pound of coffee, and we're going to see the whole, which the whole episode will just sound like we put it on fast forward. And we're going to see which one of us explodes first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, caffeinated. What well, we could do three episodes in one if we drink that much coffee. Um, just, just you'd have to hit the slow mo button to hear us in real time. It'd be great. Um, have you seen that? Have you seen that episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. By the way, one of my favorite shows of all time. Absolutely. Um, our family, actually, I came home yesterday and my girls were singing the Doug Judy song from the cruise ship, uh, <laughs> where he's singing Rosa, but he's talking about not that one there, but that one over there with the red hat. Nope. Your other left, your other left, uh, Rosa, Rosa, Rosa. Uh, if you have no idea what we're talking about right now, good on you. Um, if you do, we could be best friends. Uh, so anyhow, I mean, that's that necessity I'm really big on right now. Um, people have asked me a couple of times if, Hey, if I want to get in coffee, what would you get? I'm like, go to necessity coffee and order anything from them. Anything. Any. Um, but this last week for me has been EXO, the Honduran from EXO, um, crema barista parlor in this. There's actually, uh, I bookmarked it. Let me pull it up real quick. Um, there's a coffee shop in Newport that we went to the other day. Cause I just, cause you're there. You, you wake up those mornings and you're like, I don't have it in me to make coffee right now. Yeah. Like it, like as much as it is a part of my daily routine, there are just mornings where I'm like, I don't. Hey, it, Dylan, it, Dylan, go one more. <laughs> go one more cup of coffee. Don't go one more. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was a travel hangover for me. Like I got in the night before at like 1230 by the time we got back in the hotel room and I woke up the next morning, three hours time difference. And so trying to adjust to that, I was like, I can't make coffee right now. So we found a place. It's called Simple Merchant Coffee. Oh, that's kind of fun. It is cool. Um, and uh, really great Cortado. They actually, they don't roast their own, but they serve Onyx. Um, and to even serve Onyx, you have to like go through their training program. Yep. And they, they put you through the ringer. So like that kind of tells you they're in a different class of coffee shops. I love, really cool. I love Onyx coffee, man. So they're serving Onyx, um, and they actually had uh, some Dayglow coffee, if you know Dayglow, they're in Los Angeles. Um, So they've got Onyx and Dayglow, really good coffee selections, and it's a really cool shop, and the people are really friendly. Um, They actually, they'll do gift cards, but they they messed my drink up, but they made it right, um, because as we were leaving, they're like, oh, I'm so sorry we messed that up. Do you have time? And I was like, yeah, we actually have to, we actually have to go, but I'm here for another 10 days. And so they gave me this little coin and it, it's like a poker chip that they've had custom branded with their logo on it. And it's redeemable for any drink. Um, and it's really cool because there's apparently like a bunch of different kinds and you can trade them. Like if you're local over here, you can trade them with people like trading cards or you can redeem them for drinks. So well, that's kind of cool approach to the loyalty program. Well, good on them, man. That's cool. And, uh, oh, yeah. and I'm looking at their website right now. They got the galactic standard house blend. Um mm-hmm. I love the logo. Um, there's the Monarch of Onyx, um, yep. which is really good. And, oh, there's the coins. 
Yeah, yeah. Bro. That's pretty cool. Dang, I want one of those coins. I'll see what I can do for you. Dude, work, a, work that out for brother, would you? I mean, I don't need like $35 worth of them like they're trying to sell them. But, <laughs> but uh, the coins is interesting. I'm intrigued by this. Pretty cool. And I actually it, have one sitting next to my AeroPress. CVLT. What does that stand for? Um, It's like coffee, like a coffee cult. It's like they're saying cult without saying cult. Like It looks like coffee vault to me, but I got you. Um, yeah. They're like pogs. Remember pogs back in the day? Yeah, exactly. They're like a poker chip pog. Pogs was beyond my uh, beyond my existence. That was beyond my childhood, but I feel like it might have been yours. Um, wow, kind of cool. Sorry, I just got down the rabbit hole of their website. Oh, there it is. You're showing me one. Sorry, I was on the other page. I didn't see you doing that. <laughs> oh, there it is. I was just looking at the exact same thing. Um, oh, that's cool. I know our listeners are like, I can't see it. Why can't I see it? Well, go to their website. You can. Um yeah, that's cool, man. I, I like I like when I like when places there's just this that's a little touch that you can't get anywhere else. Yeah, it's pretty special. So uh Simple Merchant Coffee. If you look them up, it's simplemerchantcoffee.com. Um if you do slash coins, you can see all the coins. Hey, if you get a coin, we'll trade with you. Let's do trades. <laughs> maybe we'll have a maybe we'll have a coin trade day on the podcast. No, we won't do that, but it sounds fun. Um that just sounds like a lot of work that nobody wants to do. Uh, but George, check them out. Uh, Simple Coffee, Necessity Coffee, um, any of the above, man. Good stuff. Uh, but you know what? That was a good coffee time today. Really good coffee time. Last couple of coffee times, well, let's just be honest. It was an excuse to talk about something else that was random that um, we were already talking about before coffee time. So this one, we actually talked about coffee. That, <laughs> kind of fun. Um so, Dylan, as uh, we kind of wrap up this episode, wrap up this season, um, I'm going to ask you this. I asked you what what was your favorite part of this last season. What are you most excited about for season three when we kick that off? I don't know that it's directly tied to season three, but since this is a Pantano podcast, I think everything that we do ties back to Pantano in some way, shape, or form. Yes. Except for coffee time because that's just completely random. Um, it will when we uh, have a full coffee shop here. Yes. I'm speaking that in um, I'm speaking that into existence. May the Lord grant us with the best coffee shop in Tucson. But uh I'm really excited just for the season that we're in at Pantano because like we've we've said before, I, I know I've said before both on and off the podcast, I'm not a numbers for numbers sake kind of guy, but like the numbers that are healthy and sustainable growth, like that's what fires me up. And what we're seeing in terms of growth at Pantano right now is just so bonkers. Like I mean, it's, it's crazy, bro. And, and so like, I'm really excited for this next season of growth. Uh, just, you know, we're, we're adding uh, a third service time. And by doing that, we're changing all of our service times, 830, 1030, Um, And that's happening on what? July 30th, July 30th. Yeah. And, and it's out of the necessity of, we don't have enough space for people to park, to come to church. Yeah. Um, Which is a great problem to have, by the way. Yeah, in fact, you've heard this as a staff member. Uh, we don't even see it as a problem. We see it as an opportunity. And, uh, you know, the the opportunity of growth is my favorite. Because um, I know people around the country right now, they're trying to figure out, they, they've got too much space with not enough people. Uh, they, they're trying to figure out what do we do. And we're, I'm so thankful we're on the other side of that, of we've got people coming out of every nook and cranny at Pantano and we're trying to figure out where do we put all these people. And, uh, and we set a really aggressive goal as a church, um, back in August of last year that we were going to basically double our church in a year. Yeah. And, uh, Dylan, you know, this, our staff knows this, our church knows this. I, I thought all of you were crazy. I'm like, y'all have lost your mind. Like we're going to reach 8,000 people in, in 18 months. I was like, everybody's lost their mind. Like I moved to the Southwest and apparently the dust gets to y'all down here and you've lost your mind. Um, and we are on pace to do that this year. Um, it's, it's crazy since Easter. We we've been, uh, anywhere between 57 and 6,000 people, um, a weekend at Pantano. And, uh, it, that's insanity, man. Like I, I'm just like, I'm baffled by, um, 18 months ago we were 3,500 and, uh, I, I can't get my head around what God is doing because it's not any of us. It, it's it's God's people being faithful to one person at a time is what it is. No, that, like, not that we've stopped doing our jobs, but like, it's, it's one of those things where we've kind of stepped back and just said, God, do what you're going to do. Right. Um, 
Like if you're going to grow this, you're going to grow this. It's not going to be, you know, any individual staff member saying, I'm going to like, I'm going to make this happen. It's God's going to make it happen. And we're going to, we're going to do what we can to, to partner with God instead of telling God what to do. Well, to full circle this, like with the grit, um, we're talking about Nehemiah. Nehemiah didn't sit around and pray for, for four months and go, well, God, I don't know what you want me to do, but if you open the door, I guess I'll do it. God gave him a plan in those four months that when the king finally was like, hey, what do you need? He was like, well, I'm going for broke. Either I'm going to I'm gonna get killed by the king or I'm going to get helped by the king, but I've got a plan. So when the king's like, so when do you think you're going to be back? Well, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I need. Here's where I'm going. Here's how long it's going to take me, and we're going to make it happen. God gave him the plan. He'd never seen the wall. God gave him the plan. Our church is no different right now. We, we have never seen the size of church we are right now. So we, we set a plan based off of praying to God, God, what do you want us to do? We're going to we're gonna listen to you for your plan. And as we go, okay, now I need some letters for the governor. Now I need some, uh, I need a letter for supplies from the guy in the forest. Now I need uh, this from you as the king. We're just going to do what the king is telling us to go do. Um, yeah. and, and so it's not without preparation, um, but none of us, it, once we get past this point, nobody even on our staff is led in a church of this size or bigger. Um, which is a lot of fun. Um, but what's really cool is watching our people, uh, like in our church, become difference makers in their lives. Um, they're going like I yesterday. I had one of our one of our people at Pantano were like, because uh, we talk about our one all the time, bringing your one and getting your one engaged in life, not just to church. Bring them into your life first. And uh, yesterday, one one of our one of our people comes to me and like, I got four ones here. I'm like, well, that's that's not one. That's four. Like, uh, uh, you know, that's amazing. And, and and they've brought probably six or seven other ones this year. And and now I meet people on Sunday morning. They're like, hey, this is my one. I'm like, okay, don't don't tell them they're your one. Like, that's not the strategy, right? But but it is the strategy. It, it is the strategy because they're so excited to get them connected to the Jesus that they know. That's where transformation is taking place. And so I, I'm with you, Dylan, as I as I as I look at what we're gonna be talking about season three, and we're gonna take a little hiatus for the summer. Um, and and we'll be back. Uh, but I think what I'm excited about is when we come back, we're going to be ramping into some new things. Um, we are we are launching a third service, and we're shifting our service times in July. I think you mentioned that. Um, and we're going to be 8.30, 10.30, 12.30. And here's what we're, you're going to see this. We're going to communicate a lot of things over the next 10 weeks. But one of the things is we need about 250 people from 9 o'clock, about 250 people from our 11 o'clock service to all say, hey, we'll go to, we'll go to the 12.30. And not just go. I want you to make that your service time, 12.30. Uh, because the only way that we we grow anymore is if we have more space for people to grow, and, and that will give us the room at nine or now at eight thirty, and then at ten thirty, and then at twelve thirty. That will give us the space to now bring more of your ones, to invite more, bring your fours, bring your fives, whatever, whatever it is you're bringing, uh, bring them in with you to be a part of it. Um, because God is on the move in Tucson right now, and we want to be a part of it. And I, I think that's really cool, Dylan. Um, that we get to be a part of something that we probably don't deserve to get to be a part of, but God's like, Hey, for such a time as this, we're going to have a lot of fun in this season, this place. Um, so what else is coming up at Pantano though? Because long before we get to uh, three services in July, which will be here in 10 weeks, um, there's a lot going on in those 10 weeks between. Yeah. Um, I mean, always, you know, we're in this summer season now, uh, kids, summer events, there's a ton of them. Um, a t- stuff to get kids and students involved with uh this summer so if you want to know more about that you can check out our next steps page um which is again always in the in the show notes on every episode um baptism sunday again coming up on july 9th which is actually awesome. actually we shifted that it's the 16th um 16th yep uh, it's a week after um we shifted that in our internal document um because the messages actually flow into uh into that so um just an fyi uh-huh. And then Rocky Point registrations uh, for our Rocky Point trip; those open up like really soon. Already, already. That's crazy, bro. The trip's, the trip's not until October, um, but registrations open soon. And like last year was my first year to go. Now, unfortunately, I won't get to go this year. But it is one of the coolest trips I think I've ever gotten to go on. Um, and trust me when I say it will fill up incredibly fast. Yeah. So. Well, and there's a couple hundred people going on that trip. And yeah. And then we've got Global Leadership Summit still coming. The registration's still open for GLS. 
Uh, yep. If you've not registered for that, I think you can still get in under the early bird, um, at least till June, the first part of June. Um, but GLS is something you desperately want to be a part of. Be here, be for it, be in. It's going to be a great couple of days. Um, and and then uh, this is not, this is podcast only right now. Podcast only. But in September, there's rumor that uh, part of the Lion King cast may be coming back to do another worship night. I, I can't confirm nor deny. Well, how, how big is that? How reliable is the source for this rumor? Well, um, let's just say that he sings a Kuna Matata. Oh, well, no worries then. No worries whatsoever. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a pretty good source. Um, and uh, we're, we're actually in talks and works right now and bringing them in in September for a worship night. And uh, it's going to be a little different than the last one. Going to be a little different cast of players. Um, but same spirit, and uh, I'm I'm really excited. They're actually going to do a tour, um, a worship tour, uh, for about a week and a half, and awesome. and so that kind of spurred out of what they did here last year, and so they're going to start with us on the tour and uh, work their way across the country. So, um, if you're not here and you're in other parts of the country, we may be able to hook you up with uh, worship nights in other cities. Uh, with the Lion King cast and a host of other of their friends that will show up and be a part of what they're doing. And we're going to do something a little extra here, but we will not talk about that till later. Um, but mark down September the 14th on your calendars if you're in the Tucson area, or if you'd like to log in live with us online, September the 14th will be a good day to mark on your calendar for an incredible night of worship and uh, and a few little extra things that we're going to throw in here at Pantano. How awesome. That's amazing. So with that said, Dylan, um, this is the end of season two. Um, That's it, man. It's uh, a little bittersweet. It's, you know, when we ended the first season, I was like, man, we made it through our first season. It's <laughs> like, wow, huh? Who'd have thunk? Um, now we're at the end of season two. And I'm like, man, that's sad. How many episodes is this? I don't even know. It's 20. 20? 20 for season two. And I believe season one was 22 episodes. Wow. Uh, first of all, I want to thank our listeners. Like yeah. I, I, the fact that you listen to this every week baffles me. Um, the amount of you that come up to me on a weekly basis, like, Hey, we love the podcast. I'm like, why, why do you, why do you love this? Uh, but at the same time, like I, we love doing this. And, uh, I, I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, Dylan and I would sit and have these conversations if the microphones weren't on, like where it, the randomness and the seriousness that we have is basically what we do when we hang out. Like we laugh a it's lot. It's all very authentic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, when we tell you there's no script, there is no script. When we bring guests on, they're like, so what are we going to talk about? And I'm like, I don't know. We'll figure out when we turn on the mic. They're like, wait, there's not a plan. Nope. No plan. Um, but there is a formula, but there is no plan. Robert, Robert and Amanda asked me last week when they were getting ready to record with you, they're like, so do you have a script ready for it? I was like, <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, script. I can, That's I can tell cute. you a very loose structure, but yeah, here's a, a structure. We're going to talk about last weekend's message. We're going to have some coffee. We're going to talk about what's coming up. Anything that's that happens it. between all of that, well, that's that's the magic of the show right there. <laughs> um, and I love, like, I loved even watching Amanda and Robert sitting at the table because Robert had, like, notes and was good to go. And even Amanda had some things jotted down. But I'm like, it's just funny to see how people enter the space with us. Uh, and I think that's what we love the most about this show is that it really is authentic. This is who we are. Um, we don't put on any airs for you. We're not trying to make ourselves something that we're not. Um, we, at least we're trying not to. And um, we, we work really hard to just be us. And so that's why sometimes I say dumb stuff. And that's why you get little phrases like pregnant nun in church. And that's why um, if you could see Dylan's hair each and every time he's on a Zoom call, you just never know which Dylan's going to show up with his hair. But you guys don't get that lovely lovely deal that I, your, your hair's got a very uh, bouffant look today. Um, it's, it's that, it's that East coast humidity. It's yeah. Mixed with, I just got out of bed. Uh, that's what it looks like, even though it's one thirty, uh, two o'clock your time. Um, but I do want to thank our listeners. Thank you for being so faithful to listen. Uh, if you would do us a favor, if you would share this, leave us a review, leave us a comment. Um, it, when we do these polls, go, go vote on them. They're fun. Uh, we need a, hey, uh, here's our commitment for season three. We need to do a better job on social media with the make. Yep. We've got an Instagram page that we would love for you to follow. When we remember that we have it, we post stuff there. Um, the problem is we never remember that we have it. So, you know, um, we probably ought to post a little more there. Every time I open up my Instagram, it's linked and it's like, oh, you've got a hundred notifications over there. I'm like, I probably go see what that's about. But uh, I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> so, 
Uh, our commitment may need to be that we'll get a little more interactive with you all online off the podcast um, so yep. that you can stay engaged on the podcast with us. Uh, but if you would hit that subscribe button, share this, if you would leave us a review, uh, we will be back next season with season three of the make Dylan. It's a pleasure as always have fun out there in uh, Rhode Island, drink some simple merchant coffee for me, bring me back a coin. We'll have a pog party when you get back. Thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode of the make podcast, where we're moving from Sunday takers to everyday makers to learn more, head over to pantano.church slash the make. We can't wait to see you again next week.